Welcome to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the tweet machine. You can follow me at Mike Dugar. That is M-I-K-E-D-U-G-A-R. If you didn't catch all that, don't worry. I'm verified. There's a blue check next to my name. You guys can figure it out. Uh, Chris, talk to him. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at C-K-I-D-D-206, and that's C-Kidd-206. We got a special guest on the line this this offseason. One of the guys who recently, in the last few years, joined the Dread Gang, which I'm very proud of. Special (laughs) connection to anybody with with Dreads, like I do. We have Seahawks right tackle Jermaine Effetti. Jermaine, what is up with you? We're happy that you uh, made some made some time for us in this little break between uh, OTAs and uh, and training camp. We got to get right to it, Jermaine. We got to talk about the biggest story this offseason that no one is really addressing. How many touchdowns is George Fent going to catch this year? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. You know, he had, he had some he had some really impressive catches. During during the offseason program, uh, super impressive their athletic uh, catches, and uh, him and the Russ have been working that rapport. So you know it, it, it's, it's a factor. You know, you, you go back to the Patriots days; it was very common for them, their early championship days. It was very confident to throw a touchdown to you know linebackers and offensive linemen all the time. And uh, you know, so we should see a couple. He's gonna get a couple. You know, excited to get to. If, you know, obviously George had the one catch against the Vikings last year. Like, how hype were you guys in the huddle after Russ says whatever or Shoddy says whatever and you guys know this ball is going to George? Hell, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> expect you to be out, out here catching a pass in 
watching the games and, to, you know, to give me feedback and um, uh, the other guys when they were out there. So, you know, he was always engaged and, you know, I, it's, it's never fun, you know, rehabbing and doing all that. But, you know, to be able to get back and, um, you know, start a couple games there, tackle when we got hit with injuries and, um, you know, do a hell of a job in the tight end role was, uh, was amazing. And, you know, just building on it. And we, you know, uh, we're all uh, we're all a unit. You know, it's not it's not just uh, five guys on the line. It's not just you know us and him. You know, we're all together. So, you know, and to have that role, and um, you know, the the, the future the future is bright, um, very bright. And now he's averaging nine yards of reception. Here we know? go. So you know, that's, yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad either. <laughs> oh, one last one about. Uh, this this O line group, you know, I I gotta know because you guys have all talked about it, but it feels like it's not talked about enough. What is a hyped up DJ Fluker like in the huddle during a game? Oh man, he, I mean, he just he really, you know, it's kind of hard to understand what he's saying, you know, but it's real. You just know it's a lot of good energy, some good words. You know, we just we just hyped to play. We ready to go. You know, he he ready to go to battle. You appreciate that. You appreciate the. Uh, you really appreciate the uh, excitement because, you know, we have a line our job gets so repetitive sometimes. So um, he, him towards me to love, you know, love going to work and love being that presence, that, that's cool because it's like I can't, I can't, you know, always capture that, capture that energy. Speaking of excitement, you were at Game 5 in Portland, were you not? For OKC? I was. Talk about yeah, that. Talk I about that. Talk about that moment when you're seeing Dame dribble the ball and you're thinking, oh, what's going to happen here? And then he just pulls up from about 33, 35 feet and nails it. What, what's going through your mind? Um, it, was, it was insane. Um, cause we were, it, was, it was not right in front of us on the other side of the court, the other end, but, you know, uh, the celebration was right in front of us. And, you know, you see him, you see him, you see a clock, you see him dribbling, I'm like, Cause it was like a ten point game, and then all of a sudden it got super close, and then it was like tied or whatever. And you know he's just dribbling it casually. I mean, you know he's gonna pull up, not not over Paul Torres. You're not gonna pull up to 35. I think over Westbrook he'll definitely pull up. Westbrook he'll pull up afterward. But Paul George, uh, he he gonna, he gonna dribble, stop, try to get the three or kick it. He dribbled, dribble. I was like, oh, he he, he about to pull up to 35. He pulled it. I was like, yeah, it's over. That's gone in. And it fell right through. It was nuts. It was crazy. It was celebrating right in front of our city. It was a cool moment. A real cool moment. Sucks for OKC, though. <laughs> and the crazy part is, I'm sure you've probably saw the image floating around, but your hands are in the air, and you're you're basically screaming, and they caught that moment. Did you see that picture on the internet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got uh, to show this. Yeah, that's how I know that moment was crazy, because you were, you were just blown away. Was that the... Was that the most entertaining game you've ever seen, or is there something that is more yeah. memorable? Yeah, nah, I think. I mean, uh, besides like a game I've been a part of, but yeah, I've, uh, like well, as a spectator, that's probably the best best game I've ever seen. Now, by far. Bro. Now, word on the street is you are very good with your money. I don't want to say the word cheap. Just say the word cheap, Chris. It's fine. I did mention cheap. I did mention it, but word on the street is you're you're pretty you're pretty you know you don't go out spending too much. You're not a fan of just dropping money as is. You had courtside yeah. seats. 
how how does that play into you being cheap, but then you know you getting court size seats, man? What's up? Uh, you know, I you know they 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 didn't come out of my pocket. I'm like, <laughs> that's not an expense on my account, but uh, you know, it's good it's good to have it's good to have good friends. You know, I, have, I have very I have very loving friends that um you know had had you know could uh could get some tickets to a game like that. You know, it wasn't too much. Uh, wasn't too, it wasn't too expensive, but as you know. As much as I was making like those state warriors, of course, like of course I was drinking something like that, but it was a it was a dope uh, dope gift, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm down, down to go see Torchlight for, for the for the low. <laughs> I I put it to drink. I, I I paid for the drinks though, so those are pretty expensive. Okay, I ain't mad at you then. All, all, all right. those waters and Gatorade were drinking hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's dope, man. And you're from Houston. I gotta ask, are you a huge are you a huge Rockets fan? Big time. Big time. Okay, then I need you to break down some things because what's going on out there in Houston? I mean, you guys, KD goes down with the injury, and y'all still find a way to lose to the Warriors in six games. Now the off season's here, and we got reports and rumors that Chris and James Harden are going back and forth. What's your take on it, Jermaine? What's going on? Um, uh, you know, I think I think what the the thing with the opportunity we had started with the. I'll start with saying the opportunity we have as the Warriors. You know, it's a unique opportunity. And I think I can't put that all on James and Chris Paul. The opportunity. I think you kind of ran into a Steph that got real hot uh, at the end of that one game, and then the next game seven, Steph doesn't score in the first half, and that that doesn't bode well for us because we're tied at halftime, and and. Um, Steph doesn't have a point. Steph scores 33 in the second half. You know that's that's so tough because what do you do? You know, you're not. You just don't have the the the, the guns to, to keep up with that. I mean, 33 and a half. You know, with ease too. It's not even. And that's with Clay still making buckets and Draymond still doing his thing and Iggy still making shots. You know, making his shots, which is he's making his shots. They're tough to beat with or without KD. So. Um, you know, so you know that happens, and then you know it's just, between those two guys, it's just, I know it's frustrating. You know, we'll keep to keep losing because you know this window is so small, window of opportunity to win a championship is so small. So you just know tension is rising in the building. The owners paying the luxury tax. You know, does he really want to pay the luxury tax? And they're they're not getting to championships. They're not even getting to the finals. You know, Houston's just you know he sees what the Astros are able to do, and the Rockets are kind of active for a while. We haven't got any we got a top five player. We got an owner willing to pay money. We got experienced coaches that have been there, you know. So it, I think it's just you know, I think winning winning will cure everything today, man. You know, I don't think I think next year's playoffs can't come soon enough for James Harden and Chris Paul. I would you know, and I think that's Rockets fans in general. They just wanna it's time, you know. if last year wasn't it, it has to be this next year with K D gone for the year Play gone for the year. The Lakers, but the Lakers are the Lakers are also seeing that window. So the Rockets, I'm hearing they got they want Jimmy Butler. They got it. They got they know they got it. It's either now or never. Chris Paul and James only getting getting uh, getting older. So they, but I think uh, you know I don't think it's bad reported. You know I think it's normal tension on a championship team, team full of stars. It's gonna be tension. Like when you get that when you get that level of stardom, when you 
elite, elite, and you're playing with other elites, it's going to be tension. It's just natural. It's how it happens. Like, it's just, it's, it's never going to be buddy-buddy friendly. It's not how it is. We all competitive. We, we got here by being dogs, and, you know, sometimes dogs going to fight a little bit. They still go to battle together. So that's how it is. And I know on the court, they're going to figure it out. They got to. I love your confidence. No I love your confidence in him, man. What do, what is your what is your confidence saying about landing Jimmy Butler? Do you see that happening? It's not that I if I can see it happening. I think they can move enough dominoes to make it happen. It's you got you already got a a, a pot filling the lobsters. They <laughs> clawing at each other, and you throw another one in there. I, you know, eventually it's just going to combust. But I don't know. You know, I, I'm not going to say the news reports on Jimmy Butler and news reports on Jay Martin, the news reports on Chris Barnes, or oh, Zach because we don't know him as, as guys. But, you know, all right, they, they can figure it out. I think they can make it happen. I don't think it's a question if they can make it happen. I, I think it's a question if they, should, if they should make it happen. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I respect it. And then we do we always give Mike a hard time and I make him do a hot take and I'm gonna get you early. I wanna know what's your prediction for the Houston Rockets next year. What do you see happening? Championship? Are they gonna even make it out the first round? What you got? If if I'm if I'm being non biased, I'm not a Rockets fan. Whatever works. Uh, if the Lakers stay healthy, they're gonna they they're, they're gonna be hard to beat. <laughs> I gotta see. I got. It was like if LeBron is still standing, the whole playoffs. I don't think anybody beats him. Not with if they if, if the Lakers are hurt, if the Lakers have injuries, like the way the Warriors had injuries, I see the Rockets winning the championship, having a pretty good path. It'd be a championship or blow it up. They'd have to change everything. Okay. But if it's if it's the Lakers that's constructive. And they get they they spend that cap space and those guys are all standing at the end of the year relatively healthy. I can't I can't see LeBron James. He's they're too good. They have too they're they're just too good and we know they're that good. So, but I, I say at worst conference finals though, if they take care of this regular season and get a good season. But you know the Nuggets will be around. The Spurs will make some noise. The, the, I don't know how good the Warriors will be, but you know um, I think they have a unique opportunity to. A really unique opportunity. You know, I th- I love Chris that Jermaine's thinking like we are. You know, you got you got a team that reportedly their two stars can't get along. You know what they need? Jimmy Butler. The cure, the cure for all that. You know, it just we say it out loud. It's like how come Daryl Morey doesn't know that? But you know, you know he just he throws the talent in there and lets it work. You know, like like Jermaine said, it's gonna combust eventually. Oh, that would be crazy. We're gonna stick away. We're gonna keep. Talking non-football here. Now, what do you do? I know you're back home. How does a Fetty kick back and relax? Is it TV shows, video games? What's your go-to? Oh, so I'll be chilling really. Like I, I, I I work out most like most of my morning like working out, and then like around noonish, come back, shower, be. Chill, watch TV, go see my moms, chill with friends, go to sleep, rest, 
rinse, repeat. <laughs> it, you know, it's kind of repetitive. I don't really do much. Like, you know, I know he, he's been pretty good, so I don't really just be, um, unless I'm traveling, but I don't just be really out about doing stuff like that. It's, it'll be, it's just too hot. So, yeah, I'll just be, I'll be chilling. If I'm not working out, I'm usually just recovering or uh, hanging out with my friends. You know, season coming, so uh, I'm going to be away from, I'm going to be away from, uh, home for a long time so you know just try to get in that time while I can you did you did mention TV show or just TV what TV shows do you watch man what's your favorite give me your top two TV shows that you're checking out oh oh right now oh no I finished everything I've had a lot of time okay I I went through like I went through like a lot of Netflix like so many I got you. How about this, Afedi? Do you watch Power? Yeah, I watch Power. Oh, okay, perfect. How excited are you about Power actually being extended for another season after this one? I know you heard about Fifty. He was like, "This is just too good. I, I can't, I can't end it now. I got to keep this going." Oh uh, no, that, that sounds like a good idea. They got to be better than that season. They got to be better. That was a good season last year. What? I think. I think they. Well, you know, it was good. I just think the 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 daughter dying was just a, kind of random, and you know what's going on there. Like I don't know. Like it's good, it's different. I I, I can't really. It just didn't, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Like he had the dude just randomly killing his daughter. It was just like uh, like what is that even? I don't know. Like I I, I think it could have been better. I think they could have did more with the story. I think they kind of took it a little bit too left. Like they. I see what they were trying to do, but they didn't I execute it. You know what? You should hit up fifty and say you got some <laughs> ideas. And then in season seven, I expect to see in the credits Jermaine Effetti had to do something in production, whatever it may be. I think that's a good idea. What you think, Jermaine? Well, I, think, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> All right, man, get the DMs rolling, man. Hit up fifty. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hit up fifty. You know, he like. Yeah, you gotta be careful hitting up fifty right now. He is IRS fifty right now. He's coming for everybody's checks. <laughs> All right, Jermaine. I know you've been in. What's he's entering? Year four. This is year four in Seattle. So I mean, you've been here long enough. I think personally, it's just me. Maybe I'm biased. I think you've been in Seattle long enough to switch allegiances. I know the Astros is hot, but the Mariners is like that sleeper team, you know. We, we was hot earlier in the year. You can hop on the bandwagon. It's not too soon. You know, you can do that. I'm offering you that now if you would like to join. Right, well, you know, the thing about it, you know, I, I would help you respect for the Mariners. I think, I think they, um, I think they have some good people running the show over there, some good smart people running the show over there. I just think, uh, they, they gotta, they gotta go all in on, on a rebuild. They can't, they can't keep, they can't keep half rebuilding it. And I think last year you kind of got fooled into thinking the Mariners are going to be and they just didn't have enough. I think they got to go all in on the rebuild. And you, that's, you gotta, that's the way to do it, especially in baseball nowadays. But it's tough. You got to – but I think they got, you got to have the right people on the show. But, no, nah, I, I can't do that. I've been Astros fan since 03, 02. Is that first year that baseball was? <laughs> and uh, – yeah, I, 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 I held on through the rough years, 
really rough. Hundred loss a year. We're the laughing stock in the league, and then I was like, we'll just keep buying our time. We'll, we'll get there. And then World Series 2017. Well, still, still, still opening up new new sweaters from that World Series. Opening up this new gear. You know, I bought so much of it, so hard to wear it off. <laughs> Oh man, just just rub it in over here. It's cool. It's cool though. We'll see, you understand? Well, see, I see. I offered that because you know it feels like Houston needs like a mix. You you need a team that's on the come up because Houston's looking good right now. The Texans got D Hop and Deshaun. They looking good. The Rockets, even though they're dysfunctional, they can probably win the championship next year. Even though the two best players don't like each other. And then you who we just mentioned, the Astros are in first place. It's like you need a root for you need a, a up and comer on the on the on the list of teams, you know. I'm just saying, it don't got to be the Mariners. I'm just saying it could be. You know, you did throw out the first pitch here before. So just just remember that when we we got this rebuild going. Just remember you got the offer. You, uh, there's still I room. Think, I, think they, I think they're going in the right direction. They got to – I think they just got to keep, keep – uh, you know, I know some of, you, some of the guys are beloved in Seattle, but they got to just blow – they got to trade everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, like do it. No, at this point, we just want some wins. I mean, that's just, you know, we just we just want something. I think it went from first place to last place in the blink of an eye. I came back from watching the NFL draft. I was like, how did it last already? Didn't they just, wasn't they just 13 and 2? <laughs> Two weeks win. That's all it took. They got to a hot start. And I was like, that's the worst thing I could ever do. I know. I'm trying to lose and trade players and showcase players for other teams. The older guys. Yeah, man, that. That that hurt. That hurt. That did. Uh, but you know, I'm, we're gonna get some football stuff in here. Not not in too deep into you know the minutia of you know O line play. But I I am curious. You know, you've been in the league for a while. You're for like I mentioned. You've gone against you know the best of the best on, on defense. I want, I'm curious from your perspective. Who's who's some of the toughest guys in the league to block? This could be your own teammates. This could be guys you played once. It's like who in the league has been some of the the toughest uh, guys to go against. Yeah, man, that was that, that was all like in one month. <laughs> all the guys you just named, uh, yeah, my goodness. That was, that was half a year. <laughs> 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 that was half a year. Ready, ready to the winter yet? Uh, they should just give you a signing sure. bonus because uh, of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Aaron Donald, you know, he, I don't, I don't tangle him much. Cause I play outside, but uh, you know, you know, he's always, he's always fun to play. He's, he's, uh, he's crazy. He's crazy as hell, but. 
he's he's fun to play. I like to hang on dudes like that because um, they just they they just you are ten, they are ten. That's making it all the fun of you know in a kind of crazy guy way. But uh, I, I, I always loved the Rams game. That was one of the funnest games of the year. Speaking of uh, crazy, Donald is. How you know this is something else I've always been curious about. What is the trash talk like in the trenches between the O lineman and D lineman? I gotta imagine it gets because y'all just running into each other for hours. Uh, it's gotta get crazy, right? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, some guys, some guys don't talk. I talk a lot. I I can't help it. I used to talk way more. I still talk a lot. Like some guys are really quiet, like super quiet. I won't say nothing to you. I won't say nothing back to you. Like Khalil Mack, I can't get him to say nothing. <laughs> I can't get him to say a piece. Him or Vaughn, they don't talk. Vaughn's out, but Vaughn's just, you know, say nothing. But, like, like, and Donald, like, oh, he's he saying all types of unholy things. He ain't saying all the answers. So bad. But <laughs> <laughs> you, you're going back and forth with some, with some stuff. It's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty fun, though. You know, that's, that's the best part of it. You know, rest don't let you get too, rest don't let you get too uh, crazy with it anymore. They kind of, Shut it off pretty quickly, but it's all it's all in good competitiveness. I don't think you know maybe just because too so many microphones, cameras, around, you can't just let players say what they want anymore. But I think I think that's one of the best parts of the game. There's nothing better than that. Because other than if it's not if you're not doing that, then it's like what are we doing? We like we go out to a practice. We try to get through the most. No, no, nah, we trying to win this mug. Oh, man, I've never wanted to have somebody mic'd up so bad now. I want you and Donald mic'd up. Cause I think the Rams game is like Sunday Night Football or something this year. Please, please mic everybody up. And just send it to me. I don't even want it public. <laughs> just just send it to me so I can just have, have some fun Have some fun with it. Like, is it uh, with the guys who are quiet, like Vaughn, like, like Khalil, like, is it almost kind of spooky that, like, they're just going so hard and you're talking and they just, like, not even just buying into it? No, I mean, like you just you like they so in there. Like I got no zone there, and I'm in the, I'm in that same zone when I'm like you know trash talking and doing my thing. But some guys they just gotta stay in that, and the and I just try to get them off that center just a little. I, I got I always got Khalil off off it a little bit. He was he was but uh, Levon he, he you know he uh, he stayed there the whole time. You know, but nah, it's just it's just it's just zone man. I, I get it. Now I'm I'm curious here. Let's there because there's there's levels to trash talking. I'm big into trash talking. Like there's like Philip Rivers trash talk, which like I don't even think he uses profanity, right? But he'll let you know what's up. There's like Richard Sherman trash talk. Well, he'll get on you, but you know it's gonna be it's probably gonna focus on you know your skill level. You know you drop a pass, you got hands like a snake. You know that's Richard. Then there's like Kev, Kevin Garnett, Gary Payton. Where it's just like we can't even say some of that stuff on the show. Now, it, as far as you, where where are you at on the toss, the trash talk spectrum? Probably the last one. I, I'm, not, I'm not like I, I'm not gonna like critique. I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna dog crush your ass. Like, <laughs> I'm, 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 like I ain't gonna. It, it ain't no it ain't no nice it ain't no niceness about it. That, that's the only thing that kind of escapes me about uh some of the like sports machine rules now. Like you know, it's, it's, a, it's a barbarian sport. You know, this is football. This is the the sport of all sports as far as like toughness. And you can't and you know, you can't let guys like talk and, you know, turn back and forth. I, mean, I think that's kinda of been a lost thing in the game. 
you know, a new day and age guy. So, and this whole, like, buddy, buddy, you know, everybody's so cool, you know, nobody, you know, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot, 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 lot of dogs out there. I'm going to you know, understand, like, day to day, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't think, I don't think that there's as much of that, you know, as much of that competitiveness. And if there is, you know, it's, it's kind of an outlier. It's not as much as, uh, as much as it used to be. You know, not that I used to play back in the day, but I used to, know, <laughs> I used to be, used to be <laughs> a lot. You can get it, a lot more guys got away with. You know, man, Chris, imagine being like on the on the left side of the D line, and then like you running in DJ and Jermaine talking. You running in the DJ's energy and his size, and then on the other side, you just got Jermaine telling you suck. You know, for I'm, like two hours. I'm asking my coach to not put me back in the game. Well, I'm, you got to be a dog, like he no, said. No, I'm not being a dog. I am being a cat, <laughs> and I'm getting away from this. This is not happening. Well, that's why we're on this side of it. Exactly. And Journalism then. is where it's at. I do want to stick with some football and talk about. You mentioned getting in the zone. Now, before a game, how do you get in your zone? Is it certain music? What do you do that gets you going? I'm hoping it's music, and you you listening to maybe some Two Chains, Gucci Man, or maybe you got some R and B going. What what music do you play to get in the zone, if you even do that at all? Nah, I mean, I really just uh, I don't know. I just, I just put my whole playlist on the shuffle, and you know whatever whatever I'm vibing with that day. It just depends, like. You know, uh, I'm always, for me, it don't take much to get ready to go. You know, you just got to you know, get your mind into the, into the, okay, we got we got at least 60 minutes of game to play. We got to get in that zone. So, you know, you do your stretching, you do your breathing exercises, do all that stuff, get yourself ready, get yourself in that lather. You know, the playlist is always going to be bumping. <laughs> I just put it on shuffle. It ain't, it ain't nothing on there that, that I don't like. You know, got some, got some Afro beats, got some R and B, got some, got some. Uh, oh God, R and B. Got some. Also got some rap. Uh, got some uh, Latin, Latino music in there. Oh, you're you know, cultured. Oh, I, hey, I'm in there. Oh, got some EDM in there. Come on, I got a little bit of everything in the playlist. Everything gonna get hurt. Everything, you know, everything gets the blood, the the, the, the blood flowing a little bit. You know, everything pushes the, the blood flow. Everything gets it going. Hey, yo, Jermaine, I'm ready to go. Oh, my bad, it cut you off. I'm a big music guy, right? I do a song of the day on Twitter every day, right? So, And people ask me about the music in the locker room because sometimes I'll tweet about it. And I feel like people don't understand when I say this. Justin Britt is cold with the ox cord. Like, every time he's in charge, I feel like he got it going. Like, can you can you back me up on that? good critique okay okay and then <laughs> when did you realize football wise that you could make this a career and you can get paid to play this game when did you when did that when did that when did you realize that sure i'm not realized that <laughs> i think i was like i was maybe like a sophomore high school crazy story ever i was sophomore high school you know big as hell Song as hell, all talent. I wasn't there yet. My head wasn't in it. So my coach, you know, my whole line coach, not head coach to high school, 
you know, he you know, he was, he was kinda tough on me, you know, he was, he knew I was just performing below my uh, talent level. But he was real tough on me, you know. Got to it a couple times, more him getting on me. I ain't really say nothing back. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think I think I think once I once I kinda flipped that switch from like you know, kinda like reserved nice guy to that that mother then that's when I was like, I can kind of take this as far as I want if I if I'm willing to work for it, if I'm willing to if I'm willing to kind of sacrifice. I, I think I can take it as far as I want to, and I still believe that. I don't think there's anything I can't attain um, if I just keep putting in the work, putting in the time, you know, keep building. I think I, that's that's when I realized it. When I didn't make varsity that that tenth grade year, uh, all my boys on varsity, you know, like was it six four tenth graders. 300 pounds, it didn't make varsity. It wasn't good enough. You know, <laughs> wow. it wasn't good enough. So when you, when you, when you flip that switch, you know, and I, I, I uh, saw varsity in the next two years, next year I'm, I'm disappointed. I didn't make all district. Not good enough. You know, can't have it. You know, so, you know, what do you, you, you got to keep, you got to keep refining your approach and keep doing all that. And then the next year I was off state, first team off state as a senior in high school. I was like, okay. So, take that approach to college, and you can write your own check. Mm. Name a price. You'll, you'll, you'll make you'll make as much as you want to play as long as you, as long as the the, the Lord will have you play. But as long as you want to play, and you know, I I I, I really believe that you just gotta. It's in the work to me. You know, I don't think there's anything that I can't do if I don't if I can. I, I would have never. You had, if you had asked that tenth grade if you if I'll be. Going in my fourth year in the NFL, starting at right tackle, going into a contract year with the potential to make a lot more money than I've ever made. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I told that team graded out. I would have been unsure, but you know, I would have. It's been a, it's been a hell of a turning. That's and, dope, uh, man. I would, I, and I, and I t- to this day, I appreciate. You know, I still appreciate the hell out of out of my coach for for, for helping me find that switch. I know I had, and I never lost it. And you did that, and not only became a first-round pick, but before that, you played at a pretty big school. And I like to ask the SEC guys, and actually, you know, ACC guys too, Big Ten and all that, who play with what's considered the loudest stadium is Seahawks, or is it the Chiefs? Who's considered loudest? Seahawks, right? Yeah, gotta be. Uh, how does how does some of those wild SEC stadiums, those crowds, how does that compare to how loud it gets in CenturyLink? Is it even close? Uh, it's close. Um, it's close just because those places they have more people, but it's just naturally gonna be louder. But the way CenturyLink is built, it makes it just as loud. Uh, with like sixty thousand, seventy thousand, however many homes. But it, <laughs> I've been I've been on the bad side of a Alabama road blowout, and it, it's and I've been on the you know I've been at LSU. And it, it ain't really nothing to it. It's like no, it's nothing. There's nothing crazier than just that environment. And you can, the thing I told myself just going back to college, if you could learn to play and stay poor and easy, like home games are easy. Home games are easy as hell because there's no crowd noise. You just you just doing your thing like you at practice. But when it's on the road and it's loud and you can't hear, 
happening everywhere. So much going on. If you could like keep your poise in that, that's 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 a uh, that's when uh, that's when you that's when you uh, can do. That's why that's why I think SEC is the best. You know, besides like having the best talent and best players, but you know, a lot of stadiums. But it's like century like gets up there. It, it gets bad. It's, it's tough playing offense. They already know it. Like offense, you get frazzled there. <laughs> really frazzled. Uh, I've seen it. It's tough. You know, it's real tough. It's tough. We've, we've, it's been, it's been too loud. It's been too loud for us to in there sometimes. Just because after a big play, and we're trying to go quick. It's been too loud for us. So it's crazy. Yeah, there's been some crazy. Yeah, speaking of your offense, I think my, like my first year covering the team, 2017. I think P. Rich against the Texans caught like a 40 yard bomb on the final drive, and oh, that place was so man. loud. You remember that before Jimmy Graham's uh, game winner? Yeah, no, that was probably one of the best games I think I've ever I've ever seen live. Russ threw for like five thousand yards. Deshaun Watson threw for like seven seven thousand. It was no, it was it was crazy. And the, the press box was was shaking after after Jimmy caught that touchdown. Uh, I want I want I forgot about Mike Solari and how important he was to this team last year. Since we have you, I wanna I wanna ask this: How important was Mike? Obviously, he helped you guys be better, but how important was he to changing the attitude? That you guys have because that seemed like he changed that more than anything else last year. Well, you know, uh, I, I would use the term that the old line was, you know, the, the red headed stepchild of team. Uh, and, you know, and that, you know, uh, fair or unfair, you know, that's just how we, how we were. <laughs> I kind of came like the middle of it, in the middle of it, but uh, we're being categorized that way, but you know, um, it's it, it a certain swag you gotta have as an offensive lineman, as an offensive line unit, and um, to, to say you know he he really did instill that confidence in us, and we have that confidence through preparation and attention to detail that we have. So you know he, if if nothing else, he has just made my attention to detail that much better. You don't realize how little attention to detail you pay, and this is not just football taking you know, football it's everyday life how little how little you pay attention to detail until you know you've been trained to do that you, you know because if you're going to do it in football you got to do it in life so if you're not doing it in life then I'm sure you're going to crap anyway so you know paying attention to detail that way and I think once we once we had that confidence in ourselves and you know get Dwayne in here for extended period of time and you know I'm still growing brisk uh, still going doing his thing get DJ and Mike and JR uh, Sweezy from last year and you know we, we it's confidence you know I, 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 um, um, I, I love our swagger right now I, I do think we're one of the top, I think we're one of the top units in the league last year and I think we'll repeat I think we'll get it, we're getting even better this year so um, you know this unit is size limit and um, now it's now it's and I always say that that it'll start with myself. I have to carry myself that way. I don't really believe that about it. And I have to hold myself to that standard every day. Now, the, the guys who score, this, we're going to get you out of here on this because this is very important. This is where I pride myself on being an investigative journalist here to ask the hard questions. The guys who score touchdowns on this team, they're very complimentary of the O-line, whether it's the running backs, 
Russ, the receivers, and then they they have these elaborate touchdown celebrations, and they don't never include you guys. What is going on? Can we get a change in that? Can we get you and Britt and DJ involved in the big elaborate celebrations in 2019? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I think that was one we were supposed to be. You know, I'm not, you know, what I mean, I'm just not. I'm not a touchdown. I'm not a celebration guy. I, I, I'm with them. I think that's funny as hell. I'm, I'm more like just. Uh, <laughs> that was cool. Let's 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 keep the field going. Let me go get it free real quick. You know, I'm more that guy. But you know, I love you know. I think they're celebrating dope. I, I love you know celebrating scoring. I, I even give them a thumbs up. You know, while I'm running to the field goal because it'd be it'd be a little far away and they start the clock real quick. So that's kind of why we, they they start. They, we really, they really actually told us uh, after that what it was. They told us we got to sit on the celebrations because. They, they'll still uh, a couple times got in trouble. They guys were like up big already in the game, but a couple times got in trouble with uh, just uh, celebrating too long. And then uh, by the time everybody get back, tight ends got the tight ends on field goal too, and uh, the clock's running down and you know the operations all messed up because we got to speed it up and stuff. So, but that's that's mostly why we can't. We got to go get set on field goal, and we tired as hell too. <laughs> Well, I, I, I have a, I have a suggestion. It's not an original one. I just always love the bowling ones where the guys line up and they throw the ball in the front yeah, of the first no, pin. I think that, that, that's always, that's always a good one. We got to get that with the O line. I want all five of you guys because then they got George. So there's nah, six, six, nah, up the nah. Three, two, Jermaine, no, just bad. go up with the ball and dunk it on the goalpost. Okay, that's all I want to say. Oh, man. I hope I come down well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna land. You be all right, man. I'm, I'm, I'm tired, and I'm dunking on the goalpost. <laughs> you gotta throw it down with some, with some. Mm. Maybe he can just throw a oop to, to George. How about nah, that? Nah, we don't. Okay, yeah. George, throw a oop to you. I like that. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that might not be a bad idea. <laughs> there we go. Hey, Seahawks man to man plug. <laughs> Make sure you do it on somebody else's goalpost. Do that at like the the Steelers or something like that. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't yeah, do that, it at Central yeah, League. not not Central League. That that'd be bad for business. <laughs> Real bad. Oh man, well Jermaine, thank you so much for for coming to kick it with us. I I know I know the you said you're relaxing over the off season. We're glad you you made some time for us. Is there anything else before we let you go? Anything else you want to let the fans that are listening know, or you want anything you want to say before you get out of here? All right. Hopefully they go to Super Bowl so I get a free trip to Florida. But that is selfish on my part. Anyway, you are listening to the Seahawks uh, Man to Man podcast. Again, my name is Michael Sean Dugar. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Dugar Verified. Uh, Chris, where can they follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at CKIDD206 and that's CKID206. All right. Thanks again to our guest, uh, Seahawks right tackle Jermaine Effetti. Uh, best of luck to you, sir, in your in year four contract here. Like you said, go secure the bag, and uh, look look forward to that touchdown celebration uh, this year. I appreciate you. I appreciate you having me. On that note, guys, we're out.